We're really blessed to be a part of the river. We had a leadership meeting yesterday for the day. It was kind of an the annual time together. And uh, wow, what a special group of people. Y'all are really blessed with amazing. We are blessed with amazing leadership with Todd and then with those that he's called around. Yeah, leadership team, stand up. The river's been together now, I guess, going, this will be the fifth, fifth year. And it's just been uh, exciting to see as the Lord has been bringing us together. I think these small groups this last year have been really an amazing part of that process and will be um, going forward into this year. But it's just a, a real delight to be a part of a group of people that not only have desire to pursue the Lord, but have the freedom. And, and Todd gives the freedom for all of us in, in our different roles to really be able to pursue after the Lord and to make mistakes, but he would rather have mistakes made in growth than just a safe, nothing's going on and we keep it all, you know, bottled up into something where there's no life. So I really feel like that's a, a main, one of the main themes at least that the Lord has me in now, is just a relationship versus religion. That's a big word in Africa because, unfortunately, what Africa received in, in large part was a Western religion, void of, void of life and void of relationship. So the challenge becomes then, if that was the beginnings, then the leadership now, that's what they know to pass on. So it ends up religion begets religion begets religion. And so the Lord is... Through you all, and, and I really want you to understand this. You're a part of me going. It's not like, oh, John's going. It's like, no, we're going. I'm the one. I'm the feet that'll be in country and uh, for this next month. But really, it's, it's as I'm being sent, um, and you all are a big part of that. So we really appreciate being able to partner together. really feel KLN is a conduit to the nations of bringing hope and healing to spirit, soul, and body. And one of the things that I've been real impressed with lately, as I've been sharing at places, is um, I felt like Holy Spirit just helped me the other day with a phrase, and uh, I'm sure it's not original, but it was good for me to hear it. And uh, he said, John, are you a human being trying to have a spiritual experience? Or are you a spirit being that's having a human experience? Selah. Are we human beings trying to be sons of God? And our whole concept of is this, yeah, Papa, he loves me, he calls me son, but I'm, I'm just a, I'm a poor, poor, wretched sinner that he's saved and and I'm going to try to do the best I can to make Daddy proud. I think that's a religious understanding of son. I think a spirit understanding where I understand I'm a spirit first that's having a human experience. How long are we on the earth? I mean, let's be generous. A hundred years, right? Really, the average is in the 70s. Praise the Lord, it keeps increasing. 
and a whole bunch of us are, are, have, have passed that. But my point being, it's a very short time. You know, take what your age is now. I don't care what that is. Add 20 years to it. Where are you? And how quick did the last 20 go? <laughs> Hallelujah. But we'll all be with you then, Rochelle, right? That's one of the fun things is people ask me, well, what do you think? Is this the end times, John? And I'll very quickly say, I know it's my end times. I mean, I've got how many years left, you know? I mean, I'm 55 now. 20 years, I'm 75. Now, that's about the time my dad started going to Africa. So that doesn't mean you're dried up and nothing left to do. But the point is that time goes so very quickly. So are we immortal beings? How long are you going to live? Forever. So as, as beings, as spirit beings that live forever, we're just pulled out of eternity into a timeline. But that timeline has bookends on it. And so, you know, call it 100 years. So out of forever and ever and ever and ever and ever, we're here for a short, short, short time. So to me, that just raises the, the value and the desire to say, Wow, Lord, so you have me here on the earth as your son. So who was Jesus? He was the son of God, right? But, what it, but it's a crazy thing that God said, Oh, I'm not just going to make you a bunch of Christians, saved people. I'm going to make you brothers of Jesus, sons to myself. I really encourage you to read Romans chapter 8. That's what I had dialed up on my iPad and Todd jumped all around in it. Hallelujah. So I said, okay, thank you, Lord. I'll, I'll go with that. Um, but my, my point is this. I, I guess if for me today, what I would love to underscore with, with us is that thought are you a human being having a spiritual experience? Do you, can you picture that? How many people do you know? Like, let's say that you don't, th you, that that's not your mindset, but how many people do you know have a mindset that says, I'm a human being, I accepted Jesus into my heart, and I'll go to heaven when I die? That's not a very, that's a very human mindset. It's a very about my flesh, I'm on this earth, and... The cool thing about God is that he's going to help me have it better while I'm here. So why wouldn't I do that? And then when I die, I don't go to hell. So that's kind of a pretty good deal. But that's such a human mindset. That's such a, I'm just this human being. I think human beings are, are I, I'm just asking the Lord to really renew my mind as to what I am as a being. Because, I, don't, I mean, I don't understand it completely. It's a mystery for sure. But I do think that from an approach standpoint, you know that word paradigm? It's kind of overused. But really, that's the idea here is one, one way that we look at spirit, spiritual things is as I'm a human being attempting to be a part of a spiritual realm that I don't really belong in. But because of Jesus, I kind of have an opportunity to be a part of. I don't think that's accurate. Right. That's right. I think that the paradigm, the island, the point of view that we should have of ourselves and of God is that I'm a spirit being, a part of a spiritual realm that was brought into time and space 
to live in a body of flesh for his glory. Scripture is really clear that now that we've become believers, that we're no longer our own. We were bought with a price, but that wasn't just to go to heaven. But we've been we've we've been called been called sons now. And 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 I I too I was saying well sons and daughters, but then I was reading scripture where he talks about there's neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, right? So there, it's not a male gender thing, but it's an author. It's we walk as sons, all of us, or we have that opportunity. And that's where I think there's a shift happening is that the Lord, the the scripture that's just, you know, I probably think about every day is that the earth is groaning for what? Sons to be revealed. That's what the earth is groaning for. And I, I really think that's kind of a time that we're in. I think it's a fresh revelation of old truth. I think there's a place where, you know, if you think it wasn't that many years ago that people didn't have Bibles. The only people that had Bible were the Catholic priests. And they weren't written in a language that you or I would understand for the most part. I mean, we may have a scholar in here. But it's been in recent history that we've even had the Bible that we had the freedom to even read it. People, people, they were trying to kill people. Martin Luther was a big, the, the Lord really used him in that time to, to bring freedom into understanding the Lord and, and our opportunity for relationship with him. So, are you a human being attempting to have a spiritual experience or are you a spirit being that's having a human experience. So as we look at Romans 8, I just, uh, maybe what I would ask is that, just uh, just uh, sometimes these things are helpful. Just put your hands out in front of you like this. And let's just say, Holy Spirit, I give you my mind. Amen. I just give you any preconceived ideas of what it looks like to be a son of God. Use the imagination that you've given me and paint on the canvas of my mind what it looks like to be a son of God. Amen. So now as you read, and I, and I just encourage you to, through this next week, pray that every day. I mean, just take a week. It's okay. I give you permission to take one week and every day say, Holy Spirit, renew my mind. What does it look like to be a son? Now, part of what you already understand may be there. I'm not saying everything we understand is bad. I'm just saying ask that it be a fresh look and that it be one that says, man, I would encourage you to every day say, I am a spirit being having a human experience. This is, I mean, I've been meditating on this for a while and I, and I just am, I mean, when I say it out loud, I still go, what? 
It's still surprise. It's kind of it still shocks my mind when I say that out loud. That just the stark difference of those two things, and the Holy Spirit is the one that brings revelation. So I think if each day we got up and said that, and then and then took time and read Romans eight, because what happens is the way that we view that that's a very critical point to understand because from that place we process everything in other words if i think i'm a human having a spiritual experience then as i read the word and as i as i as as i look at the lord i'm processing it through that through those glasses through that filter and i'm really i really believe that's a wrong filter and i think it's one that even if you're not in that place now you grew up with that filter and so a lot of the things that that we've made as kind of foundational or things that we think about god are built on that i'm i'm amazed at how many people that i'm around it's fun <clears throat> when you travel to africa and and you and you speak there and you speak here you can do this so i can go now in africa Sometimes they believe this. You would not believe what they believe. But you know what I say when I'm in Africa? In America, you would not believe it. But some people see themselves as just a poor, wretched, miserable sinner. And every time they approach God, they feel like they have to go down that route. And I believe that there's a place where he's saying, Really? I, I, you're my, I made you my son. We're beyond that. I mean... If I, and this is probably not a great example, but it's one that I've been thinking about. If my father had adopted me, but he made me his son, if every time I approached him, I said, oh, I'm just a poor orphan, and, and I just really appreciate that you considered adopting me. How much better do you think he'd feel if I, if I walked up to him and he recognized that I recognized I carried his authority now? Yeah. And that when I said, hey, Papa said this, and people knew it was with his authority and said, you know, I'm just an orphan child. I, I, I don't deserve to be here. I've, I've done a lot of awful things. I'm just a poor, poor rich man. You know, it's, uh, it, it, I just think there's a place that Papa's getting excited because sons are being revealed. And I think that revelation, I just had this thought. Thank you, Lord. It's not just outward. The revelation's happening inside first. I think what's happening right now is sons of God are being revealed to themselves. They're understanding, man, I'm a son. I am a son of God. I'm a spirit being, and I have a very specific purpose on this earth. And it's not to get to next Sunday and, and have the best week that I can. It's really not that. You know, I'm going to be in uh, Uganda first in, in, a, in a town called Tororo. And when, when we go there, there will be pastors that will come from Burundi, Rwanda, DR Congo, South Sudan. If you've read anything, even in the Burlington paper, they talked about 2014 has been one of the bloodiest years already in Africa. There's just a lot of struggle going on. In Sudan, there's a lot of uh, civil war and a lot of folks are dying, and so they're flooding down into Uganda. A lot of refugees end up in, in that, but it's a central hub. The brother that I'm going to be with there, his name is Stephen Ofuono. A few years ago, they were ministering in Busia, where they lived, 
And uh, Muslims were coming to the Lord. Their church was growing. Really irritated some, some Muslims. And so their place was burned. He was tortured and beaten almost to death. He, had, he ended up in the hospital for a while. His wife was raped. Um, they were just stripped of everything. Now they're in Tororo, and they have the John P. Kellogg Training Center. They've continued on. But I just look at people like that, and I think, what an honor we have to serve and to encourage them. And so you all are a part of that. You're a part of the Lord saying, I want to encourage Stephen and Beatrice that have been through so much. So I'm going to send you to just encourage them, even if it's just a love on them. It doesn't have to be any real deep word, but just that carrying the love of Jesus and saying, Papa loves you. Last night I got a text from uh, a young girl, Amanda, maybe some of you know her, that lives in, uh, she's now living in Tororo and ministering there in a a ministry. And one of the young couples that's in leadership there were in a car wreck yesterday and their one-year-old baby died. The reason that I'm crying is because the picture I got was people in the, uh, they have this uh, covered area where they worship and, and they were, it wasn't this couple, but the balance of them had gotten together and they were saying, God is good in everything we give thanks. And they were worshiping the Lord. Isn't that amazing? What a, I mean, I, I have this thing uh, about Probably if you've ever heard me speak, I always say this. I have this thing about incense and, and an altar and burning incense to the Lord. And I really think there's different, you know, I mean, think about how many smells and tastes there are on the earth. Do you think God is just like everything smells the same and tastes the same? I think he's got specific smells that come. I mean, he made frankincense. And myrrh. I mean, he made all these different different things. And I think that... When, when something like this happens, and yet right in that crisis, believers, you were talking about, I mean, you jumped all over this stuff earlier. Our believers are, are saying, Papa, I love you. In this situation, I give thanks because you're good. That's amazing. And I think there's a specific incense that goes up with that, and God goes... Ooh, smell that. That's my son and daughter giving thanks in the middle of this, right in this situation and loving on me. So I I just say those things because sometimes we get caught up in our worlds of I'm a human being trying to have a spiritual experience in the good old USA. And we get caught up in the struggles of what we see right in front of us. The things that we see, touch and feel every day scream at us. They scream at us all week long, whether it's advertising, work, relationships. But those things scream for our attention and for us to, to, to come at them from a perspective of I'm a human trying to have a spiritual experience. But when I see things like this, it just even deepens and underscores the fact, no, we're spirit beings having a human experience. 
And so there are humans, there are brothers and sisters in other parts of the world right now that are, that are dealing with things that we're not. And that doesn't, it, it, it just, it, it's just a fact, you know. And so we're honored, man, to have the worship like we do here. I mean, it's amazing. That's, the th- that's one of the things I really... Now, there, it's a different worship that happens there, but it's a different worship. There's different flavors, right? I like this one. This, this is chocolate. This is dark chocolate right here. So I, I get chocolate there too, and it's a different kind of char- dark chocolate, but it's, this is good, good, so... I really, uh, I, I guess I, what I'd like to do is take uh, just a minute and read a little bit of Scripture. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask that through this week that you would say, Holy Spirit, renew my mind. Help me to see your word and life in you as a spirit that's having a human experience. Begin to reveal yourself to me in that way. I want revelation of what it is to be a son of God so that then I can be reve- then revealed to the earth. I think that's why, I mean, I, anyway, hallelujah. So, and then get into Romans 8. And there, I mean, there's a lot of, they're just, they're do, a, do a search on sons. I mean, it's just, that's, that's the, I mean, it gets to simple things. What is the word father without a, it, it's a relational word. You can say man, you can say woman, that just denotes a gender of a human. But when you say father, well, there's got to be a son or daughter, right? If you say son, there's got to be a father. I mean, those words are not independent words. They're words of relationship. So that whole concept of father and son, is it's just built Uh, out of relationship. I, uh, let's just, uh, golly, it's hard when you start reading scripture not to just go, well, let's go back to Romans 1. Let's start in Genesis. Um, But because of time, and I do have a plane to catch, uh, and uh, they're not real good about waiting, (laughs) For me, anyway. <laughs> and when Todd really gets faith, I'll begin to be translated, and it'll save us a ton of money and 21 hours of travel. I'm counting on you, brother. Get with the program. Come on. I know if anybody will, it'll be Todd. You better be holding my hand when you do. We'll go together. Tina be like, snap, what was that? Todd? And she'll get on the phone. John, what have you done with Todd? You get him back here now. Yeah, hallelujah. We have to work on that. Let's work out some of the details before you grab my hand. You might go ahead and write some cards out, though, and stick them in the drawer and say, just in case, I'll be back. Hallelujah. All right. Thank you for your indulgence. <clears throat> okay. Let's go to... That wasn't in Romans, by the way. Rome, uh, Romans 8 and, and, uh, and let's go 12. Verse 12. 
and we'll just jump to that. I mean, it's just such a wonderful chapter. So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. If you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to, de to death the deeds of the body, you will live. If by the Spirit, that's a big, that's a great underline. Not, not, that's not a sin management verse there. That's not getting caught up in trying to manage your mess. It says, if by the Spirit, and then it talks about it a little further down even better. For you did not for all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. You did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with Him in order that we may also be glorified with Him. You know, I, I, again, it's, uh, people are real... There's about... Eh, when I talk like this, I get in trouble. Um, and, and, but I think it's... I really think there's something to it that there's false humility and there's... You know, the Bible says to think soberly, right? About who... We, and I think this is, th think soberly about this. Are you a son? Are you a poor, miserable bug squished on the windshield of life? You know, that's, he calls his son. I think thinking soberly then means, wow, well then I need to acknowledge and recognize that. I need to step into that. And that really there's a sense of false humility that says, oh, I'm just, I'm not, now, in the beginning, am I worthy? No. But I have accepted Jesus and become one spirit. What is that scripture? Come on, mom. That's my mom. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. We've, if we've become one spirit, it's almost like we undo that every time we approach God. We undo that and start all over again. Okay, I'm a poor, miserable sinner. I know that you... And he's saying, no, I'm, we're one spirit. That's done. So let's get past that now. I need sons that are going to be revealed to the earth. I need, I need us to mature and to move, move on in relationship. So approach me boldly, right? I mean, positionally, we're seated where? Are you really? Do you believe that? Or have you always approached that scripture as I'm a human being trying to have a spiritual experience? I can't quite get in that throne room. I mean, I read it and yes, hallelujah. And the guy was running on the back of the chair top screaming it. And I, I think it's right. But what the world does that mean? You know, well, if you're a spirit being having an earthly experience. Then really, does he say that we're sent? Doesn't he call us as sent ones? So I actually believe that I'm a spirit that was sent to the earth to have an experience here on the earth and that like Jesus, I came with a very specific mission and purpose. You know, if you look at the end of his ministry, he says, hey, I got to go. 
you know, these two feet that I have have covered about 60 square miles. I got to go because until I go, the Holy Spirit won't come. So I'm going to go. I'm going to send Holy Spirit in you. And then you are to go and make disciples. So do you see how really we're a continuation of the ministry of Jesus? Do you see that we now, Jesus was the expression of the Father when he was on the earth. But guess what? I'm the expression now. Because he lives in me. Not because of who I am, but because I've made, been made one spirit with God. And now I'm a son that he's chosen to put on the earth to continue a message which says, through Jesus, you too can be a son. And that's really the word that we carry to Africa. I, uh, for me, uh, I, I'll kind of wrap up by saying I, the burn for me in going to Africa is that I know there are sons in Africa. And I use that as sons being male, female. There are those that Papa has called and they've not heard yet. They've not heard the message. And so I know that there are people in the U.S. that are sons that are called that have not heard the word. Doesn't mean they didn't go to a church sometime. It doesn't mean, but they haven't heard. So I want to kind of wrap in saying one of the things that, um, if you look at the logo that Brian McDermott, hallelujah, glory, Lord. Y'all have got to check out. I, anyway, I, I don't have stuff with me now. But he did those cards that, that we passed out and then some of the other things. There's some new things that he's done. But the two feet in the logo really have to do, and I just want to encourage you with this. Our two feet are as individual and unique as our fingerprints. Think about it. Your two feet will travel places. No, no two people will ever travel exactly the same place. Exactly. Now, if you're married, you walk a whole lot more together than, you know, people that are, are not in that kind of relationship. If you're, I mean, you get what I'm saying? Can you, can you agree with that? Your footprint is as unique as your fingerprint. Jesus said, I've got to go so I can send Holy Spirit. So that your unique footprints will carry my spirit and my life into the dark corners of this earth and bring life and light. So guess what's true? Just like when I was in Mar-a-Law, a little desert kind of western town right on the edge of the desert in Kenya. What I shared with those pastors is your feet are just as unique as your thumbprints. And you, pastors, are going into places in this town that I'll never go to. So you have an opportunity to carry the presence of the Lord into that corner. That's his plan. But guess what? Right here. You're going back to the school, Jeff. Right? And I know you carry presence there. I've heard the testimonies. Clint has a unique place, a unique group of individuals where he touches every day. Well, the, the brothers out in Mar-a-Lal aren't going to touch it, and I won't. And even Tish, even though she's married, she doesn't travel. Every, her feet don't go everywhere that Clint's go. So my encouragement to you is ask Holy Spirit this week, what does it look like 
to be a spirit having an earthly, a human experience. What does that look like? And then I, 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 what's happening in me is the more that I'm, I'm meditating on that, the more things are starting to come alive in that. And I think that's a big part or a key to having sons revealed both to themselves and to the world. It's amazing when you, when you stand up here and you can look. And I, I'm getting to know a little bit about a lot of you. And, uh, but I know this. I mean, I just see how unique and how different. You know, I just go, boy, these, this is just a totally different person than this person, than this person. They're in walking in completely different areas. The Lord wants to express his life and love. And he wants to be able to touch sons and daughters that don't know and the way they're going to hear is through you. Not even, not through me. But I appreciate that you all are sending me to Africa. And that you're a part of that. I really look forward to sharing with you the life that we're able to bring. Which in, in large part is unique to this fellowship in this group. Because I, I, I mean this is just a lot of, this is the place where I'm, growing and learning and hearing the word that Todd's sharing and being a part of the worship here. So this flavor, this unique expression is able to, to be duplicated in, in other parts of the world. For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for, for the revealing of the sons of God. Hallelujah. Papa, we love you and we just thank you that you did make us sons through your son, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for your obedience, even to the cross, that you were the creator of all things. And, and yet, even when your creation rejected you, you were the one that came and gave your life willingly so that we could then be brothers and that you would actually live in us. And that we would become one spirit. Renew our minds. We just, we just ask that Holy Spirit, you renew our minds. We continue to just open our hands, our hearts, our minds. That truth would, truth would reign and grow. That that which is not truth... That, is, that has been put into our minds over years would die and that we would allow it to die. Thank you for such a high calling to be your sons on the earth, to continue the ministry that your son brought, to be your expression now on the earth. Show us, Lord, just how... How practical that is that we that we that we have understanding even in the practical things of life, how to bring life. Increase in our vision, we just I just speak increase over this group in their vision and their understanding in of you and who they are in you, that we'll walk in freedom, not for our good, but for for the for the good of the son of God. For the good of Papa, 
for His purposes. And so we, we just say, may Your kingdom come. May Your will be done in our lives, in my life, today, here on the earth, as it is in heaven. Amen.